What's up, y'all? My name is T. Shaw, and this is Brewing Black Podcast, where the contents we serve you is authentic, vulnerable, and relatable. That means we serve you with no cream and no sugar. I guess I like my coffee black. Yo, 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 this is Scholar P, pronouns he, him, his. And it's T. Shaw, pronouns he, him, his. And we want to welcome you to Brewing Black, where we give you all the latest in black news and entertainment for our intellectuals, our millennials, and those who like their information like we like our news. Black. T, how you feeling, brother? Bro, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I don't even think I told you this yet, bro. I'm getting a puppy on Sunday, so Yo. I'm hype. I'm hype. Bringing a new member to the family. I'm going to pick him up from Fresno. Um, girl, meet me halfway. So I'm I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. I think I finally decided on the name. I'm going with Deuce. It sounds cold to me. I'm going to name him. So his official name will be Nico the second. So my last dog was Nico. Um, but for, for the real name that I'm gonna call him, it's going to be Deuce, like the second. So I, I think that's hard. So I'm Dang. excited, bro. So I, I just been trying to make it through the week. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. First, first and foremost, rest in peace, Nico. Oh, um, I, I, um, you know, there's, this week has been wild. Um, this has been one of those weeks where, you know, the universe, God, whatever you believe in has, uh, tested me and tested a lot of those around me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, 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 we're going to get, we're going to get through it all, man. But I got some big developments coming up um, that, that will, I'll, I'll tell y'all about that at the next pod. Okay. Um, cause, cause maybe those accomplishments will have been completed. So I'm feeling good, man. Very, very confident. Yeah, bro. I'm excited for you. Hey, oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I gotta say, I went to Disneyland for the first time. Shout out to Disneyland. Shout hey. out to the crew, the Orange Theory crew. Y'all know who you are. Um, it was super, super magical. Um, I loved every minute of it. Um, well, almost every minute, minute of it. So, <laughs> someone tried to cut me in line and they thought they were going to play me in Disneyland, but we, we don't do that here. Uh, Karen's are not allowed, um, in, in my happy place. So, um, but, but shout out to the crew. Disneyland was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's cool. First time going there as a grown man. Yes. Um, and it was wonderful. Wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. So I'm feeling good. Yes. Bro, like I gotta tell you, it was a just a beautiful sight to see you at Disneyland, experiencing Disneyland as a as a twenty something year old black man, just having bro. the time of his life at the happiest place on earth. It, it was beautiful, bro. I I was so excited for you in that moment. So yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, bro. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Yo, T, tell them tell them what we're standing on. Yeah, what land we standing on? So before we get into the show, you know, we got to do what we do. And give our land acknowledgement. So we are in LA, and that is the land of the Gabrielino and the Tongva. This is stolen land. This is colonized land, and we will always, always, always pay those respects. Absolutely, absolutely. Now uh, we we want to get into to some quick, uh, quick combos. You know what I'm saying? Um, look. We hear that Ellen DeGeneres is is stepping down, and allegedly mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish uh, is in talks to possibly replace Ellen. But T, you know, it, it, I love Tiffany Haddish, um, but Dang. I think that this is a great time to think about who else we might want to host, and not because we don't love Tiffany, but but just in general, who who are some people who would be great talk show hosts to you? 
Bro, when I sat down and thought about it, I, I think Tiffany Haddish would be an amazing fit. She's hilarious. Um, she just has a, a aura about her that really just makes you chuckle. Um, but some other people that I would love, love, love to see is Issa Rae. I think Issa Rae could really body it. I think she's awkward enough. She's relatable enough um, that she she could really just draw a, a great, like, especially young black audience. Um, I would love to see Uncle Snoop. Uncle Snoop. It would just be hilarious. It would just be funny. It would be like, I feel like geared toward older black men, um, but <laughs> relatable and like consumable by all. And then, of course, I would have to have Gabrielle Union. I just feel like she's a perfect fit. And maybe it's because I watched Being Mary Jane and I've had a crush on her since I've been a little kid. But one, she's just fine. So I would love to just see her on TV every every morning. But I feel like she, she has... A little of what Snoop has and a little of what Issa Rae has, and she can really <laughs> deliver. So what about you? No, well, first of all, let me let me acknowledge some of those. I think that, like, uh, are you familiar with um, Nori and Drink Champs? Um, the, no, I the, think so. With, yeah, so, Nor, so the rapper, Nor, Noriega, is he... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has a a, a podcast basically called Drink Champs that um, is run through Revolt TV where he brings in all these different celebrities to like uh, sip on Ciroc, you know, shout out Diddy, hey. um, sip on Ciroc and like, you know, just talk shit all, all day. And I think that uh, Snoop could do do something similar with we, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and honestly, Uncle Snoop, I feel like you're missing out on a bag. Um, someone needs to pay. And actually, no, 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 fuck that. Snoop, Snoop is not missing out on a bag. All these companies that are, uh, you know, not reaching out to Snoop about this are missing out on a bag. Because could you imagine Snoop bringing on motherfuckers like Wiz Khalifa and other niggas who just like to like kick back and smoke weed. Bro, like, Seth could you Rogan. imagine that type yeah, of talk show? Yeah, it would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's dope. But me personally, man, I, I this um Amanda Seals is a big one for me. I oh, think that she yeah. she was on the real daytime uh talk show and um you know they I, I don't I think she was too radical. I felt like she was gonna be way too radical for that show. Um and so she ultimately Absolutely. stepped away. Mm. Um but I think that people forget that you know not only uh does Amanda like go in on people but you know she's she's educated she I think she got her masters from Columbia she has a comedic background she mm-hmm. does like smart funny and black so I think that if people really gave her a show and gave and gave her that that spotlight she was shine like like she's a hustler and I and I want that woman to get get her 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 flowers flowers um because I, I think that she would be something like a Trevor Noah but a little bit more yes. um radical you know Bro, what I'm saying you read my mind because honestly Amanda Seals is one one of my other ones and I was like I can't I can't bring more than three so I'm glad you said that one but two I was thinking in my head like it would be the Trevor Noah that we actually wanted no, no shade yeah. to Trevor Noah neither like I think he does a great job but I think that she brings a cr- more critical perspective that I can understand why they wouldn't put her on TV but it's needed it's like she takes Trevor Noah up a, a level so yeah shout out to her because I know she got her masters for Columbia I believe in African-American studies so stand up for the black studies people Amanda Seals you know, 
No, I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I've I've been crushing on Amanda Seal for the longest. Like like since I've I've been watching her since I was like fucking 13, 14. Um, but shout out to her. She she's in love. She got her man's. Um, but she's just been so brilliant. Um, she's been so brilliant for so long, and I think that people forget that. I was watching her when I was uh, a teenager. Um, on VH1, I'm just like who who is this like black woman who was like really like saying what niggas would say mm-hmm. and like really giving the, uh, a proper black perspective, right? Um, and so. I, I think that she, we got to give this woman her flowers. I, I do think she's not, not that, that, that Trevor Noah is not, you know, good, like you were saying, but it's just like, he's a sarc, he's like great at his sarcasm. Yeah. Um, Amanda, Amanda doesn't really do sarcasm. She just says nigga shit that's hilarious <laughs> and intellectual. So it, yeah. it's just a whole different vibe. So I, I just think it, it's whatever America wants to see and whatever you're in the vibe for, right? Because mm-hmm. she, she would be different from Snoop, would be different from Easy, who would be different from from Gabrielle Union, but these networks got some big decisions to make, and I hope they make the right one. Absolutely, choose wisely. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and speaking of on air personalities, um, and, and media personalities, to be honest, um, we, we got to give give something that we like to call our light roast. So, so, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the light roast is when we critique someone or something in society. Um, and sometimes we, we try to give some constructive uh, feedback, but we're also not going to, going to front some, some, some of you all can't be saved. And, mm-hmm. and that just, that just is what it, what it is. Um, sometimes our, our critique is just critique. There's, there's no feedback for you. you. You're just wrong. You're just wrong. Um, so uh, th- this week, man, Olivia Dope who was uh, with the See the Thing Is podcast, mm-hmm. who was under the Joe Button Network. For those of you who don't know, Joe Button is a retired rapper who started his own podcasting network, and he has something called the Joe Button Podcast, which is is huge, which has been huge for, for years. And it has a network, and the See the Thing Is podcast um, is a podcast um, with, with, women, with women hosts and uh, DJ Olivia Dope, was on there and she had some sexual harassment allegations placed on Joe Budden. There was actually um, a, a clip about it, but for those who didn't actually see it, uh, T, can you give us a, a rundown? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Olivia dope, she put out this 26 minute uh, video on her Instagram. So please go check that out. It's at Olivia dope. Um, so in, in this 26 minute video, she details at every point in the way where she felt sexually harassed by Joe Budden while on air um, recording an episode of the show. Um, She timestamped it just like we timestamp our podcast, right? She was able to timestamp all of the sexual advances that Joe Budden made to her while she was recording. Um, As, as the, the founder of the network, he sits in on some of the shows and, um, he continued to make her uncomfortable as they were recording. It initially started by him kind of just talking about how they don't have any um, prior like relationship and how he doesn't really know her like that. And then he goes on to just say how he he w- would like to have sex with her, um, how he would like to do some things to her. And this is as they're recording. So like he's kind of like the guest on the podcast at the time. In a way, he's just there. If you ever seen like the Joe Button podcast, there's a bunch of people just kind of sitting around. So he's one of them for their show. And he's just making sexual advances. And she she continues to nervously like laugh it off or like, oh, it's quit playing. But 
he continues to get more and more aggressive. And I, I, like a lot of people I've seen talk about this and I've seen a lot of people, especially men, not even talk about it. Right. Um, they've talked more about how he did Rory and Maul dirty. Right. And firing them off the podcast. But I think that I don't want this to go under uh, get swept under the rug because we really have to sit down and think about like the power that's going on right here. Right. So he's her boss. He is the leader of the network. He is the founder of the network. He is essentially who is cutting her check. So these sexual advances on air, like literally on the clock, on her job, it is she's she's being harassed by her boss and in a number of different ways. He asks for a hug and he like is rubbing his pelvis up against her. It just is so uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, in the video, she, she details a lot of like these different like situations within the allegation all in the same day, all in the same recording. Um, and you knew it was wrong because the producers of the podcast decided to, um, to edit some of these different things out because they knew like, you, you can't just say, have somebody in the background saying like, I want to, I'm trying to do this to you. Right. Like and of course, you you have a, a visceral reaction. You have a, a visual reaction. Um, so, yeah, bro, like it, it's 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 unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So she decided to step away um, from the podcast because she's like, I can't work for someone that that is going to degrade me at my job, like in front of everyone. And no one no one jumped in. No one decided to uh, to support her and to, to kind of check him. Because, again, he is the boss, so it has a lot to do with power. Um, and I, I think that that's one of the most important things that we have to acknowledge in this situation. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. So, first of all, thank thank you for, for that summary. Um, I, I think that it, it reminded me of, you know, the other women, other women, and I'm not saying that they, they left or departed because of that, because I, I know Scotty Beam, Diani, she left the State of the Culture show when she was a, a co-host with Joe, she left um, and, and she, and she did it gracefully, but, you know, and I think, I hope it was just because of um, ideological differences. Mm. Um, and then I know he fired Marissa Hill, who was on his podcast. And so sometimes Joe's history with working with certain women and, and working with women in general has sort of been in question, but yeah. um, you, you make a, you make a great statement about power. And it's, it's wild that in 2021, you know, especially with the me too movement going on and things, things of that nature, um, men have not learned how to be just better human beings mm-hmm. towards people. Um, first and foremost, and like, you know, you're going to do that on air. Like I know yeah. with Joe, Joe talks about his empire, you know, that was part of the thing with Rory and Maul. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he felt like Rory and Maul by not coming to the show was, you know, threatening his empire and things of that nature. Um, and I know that Joe, you know, it, it was documented on love and hip hop, you know, him and his, his fiance, they had a lot of issues because Joe was just so obsessed with his empire and building that, that out. And like, sometimes he lost time with his, with his then fiance's uh, since Santana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say all that to say that, why would you risk your empire trying to harass a young woman? You are, first of all, that's just not a good thing to do period as, as a human being. Uh, and then secondly, I think that it's not, not a great thing because when you, you're, you're, you're messing with a woman who tr- does not want you, you're harassing her and you're putting everything at risk. You're putting your empire at risk and all the people who get paid and eat, eat and, and their families eat off your empire. Yeah. And I think that when I saw this, not only was it this conversation of like, dang, like look at what women still have to navigate, but I'm, I'm looking at men like, 
how many times does this happen? How many mm-hmm. times do, do we as men like throw our lives away or throw good opportunities away because we're chasing women that we shouldn't chase, whether it's because they don't, they because whether it's because they just reject us and we walk away or whether it's because we are constantly harassing them out of pride and possession and ego. Yeah. Right. Like you, I, I, and I got to talk to the fellas because first and foremost, quit being widows and creeps and making women feel uncomfortable, bro. If she doesn't want you, you should have so much pride in yourself that you like, Oh, well, if you don't want me, then I want to walk away. Why mm-hmm. would I want to continue chasing you? Like mm-hmm. I should love myself enough. But then secondly, brothers, look at all the opportunities that you might be losing when you do that type of thing. That's embarrassing. You look like a bum, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and you look like you can't let things go you look desperate. And, and, you know, I think that a lot of times people say, well, like, you know, Scott P T Shaw, why would Joe button really harass anybody? He could get any woman he wants, but what you all don't understand about power is that power, power makes you not want to hear. No, it's not about what you can get. It's it's about what people try to deny you. Right. So when a woman says, I'm, I'm good. Whether she says that verbally or via body language. And I'm sure Olivia dope did both. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you, she did, you, yeah, multiple times. Right, right. Like when you have power, you don't like to be told no. It's about the resistance. It's not about who accepts you. It's about the people who who are trying to resist you and you trying to to force that power on them. Whether it be because you're bigger and stronger than them, or because you have a professional position over them, like Joe did. So it it, it just really made me think of that. And like Joe, we, Joe, we got to give you the light roast light rose brother you're 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 nearly 40 if not 40 already and like you know better this is about your empire this is about your empire you've you've grown too much you've done too much so many people uh depend on you um but then but then going back to the most important point quit making women feel like creeps and jerks and if a woman is telling you that someone is making making her feel uncomfortable believe her Mm -hmm. and then if you see that shit Say, Say something. something. Yes, please. Say something. Absolutely. It shouldn't be a room full of people. Like someone, someone, you don't have to say, yo, fuck you, Joe, get the fuck away from her. But you can't be like, like bro, hey, chill. Hey, hey, brother. Yeah. Hey, she looked just a little bit too uncomfortable. You sure you want to do that? Yeah. You sure? Are yeah. you sure? Maybe not a good look. Not a good look. Yeah. And maybe he would have been like, oh, damn. Because yeah. now other people notice and other people call me out on it. I am making people uncomfortable. But you, we can't be bystanders. But exactly. yeah, man, that's that's what I had to say about it. Yeah, bro, and like I really appreciate you saying that because it it, it just takes one person to say something. Be like, bro, chill, right? It's like one person intervenes, but it's like when we're all bystanders, we allow this to happen, and I think that that's why this is a bigger thing, right? It's like I understand it. He he pays you all, right? Like it was the production team, the other the co host but it's like you got to stand together or fall for anything, and then. I really appreciate you saying too, like it smells desperate, right? It's given desperation and within desperation, it comes violence often, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, unpre- it's an up- unpredictableness. And I, I think that like thinking about how, how men often holler at women at like gas stations and stuff. Like I, I see and hear all the time from my women friends, like they don't like stopping to get gas at night or they don't like going different places like Walmart or different things like that by themselves at night, especially because men are very persistent. They, they harass, right? Like there was a young lady at the liquor store um, 
early January in in the Bronx. She went to get like a bottle of wine and this dude would not leave her alone. He was asking to pay. He was asking like for a number, her name and all that. She was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. I got my own money. I just got to get back to my kid. I just wanted to get a little wine, wine down for the night. And he then just beats her up. Like he punches her. He takes her phone. He like throws stuff at her. And bro, like it, that, that's what we're talking about. It's, it's the, it's, it's not just, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's not just this one time thing. And I think that that's what we have to acknowledge. Like if you're willing to make someone uncomfortable, it leads to other things. That's just the gateway. So if you're willing to do this in front of other people, imagine what you would be willing to do by yourself. Right. And I, I think with Joe Button too, like, even though there are allegations and and there's a lot going on behind the scenes and it gets very complex with Joe Button's just relationship with women and domestic violence allegations. It plays a it plays a role in how we have to kind of view um, these allegations as well. Right. It, it stems no matter what it comes down to, it stems to like a misogyny. It's, it stems to like a lack of respect for women. I think like I want to even drop some of these concepts that we we use like misogyny because that sometimes goes over people's head. Like let's just say respect. Aretha Franklin said what R E S P E C C T. You feel me? Like and that's what it means to me, right? Like you got to show that to everybody and especially women. And I think like that is at the root at at the core of this, right? That you couldn't even respect her as somebody that just works for you. He said something like, oh, ever since I hired you, I wanted to have sex with you. Like, what, bro? <laughs> like, what? Like, and this is her recording, bro, on on air. So it's like thinking about your job, right? Like how that's this person is cutting your check. So you can't you can't aggressively like decline them. The most you can do is like kind of laugh it off. Be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. But if they continue to do that and it's like eight to 12 times within two hours, like, I, I don't blame her. So I, I just want to give uh, Olivia Dope a shout out for her strength, for even being able to come out and like have the 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 confidence to like be able to stand on her too and say like this is what happened to me, and like no one should go through this. I, I think it was I think it was powerful, and I appreciate her for that. No, absolutely, absolutely, and and you know it's just so crazy because it's like. I, whether the domestic violence stuff is true or not, whether, whether, you know, whether you you record it or not, it's just like, even, even with the power dynamic, I'm looking at everybody and I'm just mm-hmm. like, yo, yes, this man might fire you if you say something, but guess what? If the whole network goes down because, because of these allegations that are recorded that people have proof of, then like you, you're also, you're also all going down. And, and it's just like you said, T like, He's he's bold enough to do this in in public with recorded evidence, <laughs> like, in front of cameras like, and mics, bro. Right, right, and it's just like it's just it's just wild because it's just like you know even you saying hey I've I've wanted to fuck you ever since I hired you it's just like um that makes you sound it, it makes you sound like you need to hire people to have that power dynamic. So, mm-hmm. so they feel inclined to sleep with you. It just sounds nasty. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's not, it's not what you need, but, but once again, fellas who don't understand that dynamic, women who don't understand that dynamic, like power is about not fighting against everyone's resistance of you and what you want. 
Um, and and that's and that's what I I want to sort of leave 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 us with, right? That this is like 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 my man T said, this is all about power. And Olivia Dope, we we want to shout you out because you took back your power, mm-hmm. knowing the dynamics, you took back your power. Um, so we definitely want to encourage m- more people to do that who feel inclined, um, because because we, we this can't stand. Um, so yeah, we got to give Button the biggest light roast. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> um, but you know, even though this that that rapper was acting up, that former rapper, there were some rappers who were doing some good things. Um, you know, this this past week. Um, it, and, and most of that was dropping music, mm-hmm. Cole, Vietnam, hey. oh man, North Carolina's finest stand dropped. up, bro, Nikki dropped, bro, Nikki. the twerkulator is coming, yeah. bro, shout out to the city girls, bro, yeah. like we, let's, let's get into this, let's get into this Cole album real, real quick because when he when he hit us with that ninety five South shit, Boy. When Cameron came on. Yeah, man, like I told you, I told you, and I was, and then it was like, and then Cole was coming in crazy. And then look, T, look, man, just being a southern southern brother, man. Like when I heard Little John on top of the sick beat, on oh, me, like put your hood up, put, put your hood. Up. I was like, yeah, I'm putting my hood up. <laughs> I'm putting it up. I'm putting it up, man. I'm from the, I'm from the trade farm. No, I'm from the three three six. I'm from the furniture capital of the world. Nigga, I was looking for chance to just start putting the sky. Like, <laughs> I was screaming, like I, bro, like I, I that call album was sick. Um, sick, and bro. like once again, he was very very re- re- reflective. Um. I want to I want to ask you what your favorite favorite song was, but but let me just also give a quick shout out to Twenty One Savage because I think he had one of the hardest lines on the whole album. This this I knew that nigga was evil. Um, l- 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 d- do you know what line I might be referring to? <laughs> he, when he said something about sending uh something Take to the mamas, oh, he, he said I got a good heart. <laughs> so I send the, I send mamas teddy bear teddy bears for make, for making them cry. Meaning that when he and that that's not the that's not the exact exact uh exact lyric, but he he basically said that he has a good heart. So whenever he kills kills the the sons of women, he sends the mamas teddy bears. I'm like. What type of evil motherfucker? Yeah, <laughs> and he bro. said that so calmly. He's like, "Yeah, like I got a good heart. Like I'm at least sending your mama a teddy bear when I kill your ass." Like that was one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Like, like Twenty One Savage is different. Like that might have been the most. That might have been one of the hardest lines I've ever, I've ever heard on an album from from a gangster nigga. Like, don't ever send my mama a teddy bear if you kill my ass. Don't, yeah. don't you? Don't you? <laughs> That's dare. disrespectful. He said, "I disrespect you <laughs> respectfully." <laughs> Bro, bro, like how how dare you? The audacity of Twenty One Savage, like that nigga, that nigga's on some different stuff, man. Like I don't even want no beef with Twenty One Savage. Twenty One Savage, you did that thing, nigga. I'm not snitching or nothing, man. Like I'm good. Like you, you do whatever you need to do, cause I don't want my mama getting a teddy bear. I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. I really left that cold album more afraid of Twenty One Savage than I already was, my nigga. Like. (laughs) Like what? Yeah, okay, bro. but I, I just had to say that, man. What what was your what was your favorite song of the album? Yeah, bro, it's hard. It's hard because the it's man, it's a ten out of ten recommend to a friend, bro. Like he he did bro. not miss. And there's a little something for everybody as long as you. I, I think as long as you're a rap fan, 
Um, but yeah, just coming into it, ninety five South, bro. Like, oh, that man uh, was rapping, rapping. Like, ooh, I just bro. it gave me chills just off rip. Um, what were you gonna say? No, no. Well, well I, I was gonna say, can, can I be honest with you, man? Can I be honest with the people though? I'm yeah, not. I'm not even gonna lie. Can I be honest with the people? Can I be honest with the people about that? I with, with Cole. I know what I'm getting with Cole because he's going to do some dope reflective stuff. Mm-hmm. What I, what I, you know what part of Cole I miss though? You know what part of Cole I miss? Them I bars. miss, I, I, I do miss the party anthems, but even more importantly than party anthems, I miss when Cole is getting on tracks with the well, well-known and established R&B singers. Like I yeah. miss the tracks with him and Miguel, Miguel with Melanie yeah. and Fiona. Mm-hmm. Like I want him to be on some rap R&B shit too. To, and I, I want him to explore that because he's so good at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I do want to see that from him at some point. And, and like I and for those. Did you see the documentary? Yeah. Yeah, bro. And I was going to oh. jump into that after, too, for sure. For sure. Yeah, man. No, no. Tell, tell people about the documentary a little bit. Well, real quick, I got to I got to shout out Amari. Uh, Amari. Yeah. So it, it was a one two punch. Like he came with 95 South and then Amari, bro, like I uh, screamed when he said kill him in the booth, hop out. And he said something about rock a baby like uh, how Westbrook do. I said, oh, my God, bro. Like I've been listening to that in the gym, bro, going stupid. So, yeah, shout out to Cole and Close is my shit, too, because it's like it's not Cole if it's not a beautiful storytelling with just rhymes and bars. And I feel like that was the part of Cole that I've missed for a while. Like, I feel like he hasn't been rapping, rapping. He been he been telling stories and he been it's been he's always clever with his like rhymes, but he hasn't been just like rapping like he's hungry until like now. It feels it gives me a, a mixtape cold feel like like uh Friday night lights like I mean early cold born center uh what else uh the warm up yeah, yeah. that's that's the vibe that I was getting so it was just nice to see him back but um yeah bro um the documentary uh the one the big thing that I really got from the documentary is that like don't get comfortable I think that that's what he was saying. He's like, he got comfortable for so long and now he feels like he's treating life like the off season. He's built up a routine. Cause he said without that, then like he, he just finds himself being lazy. And it's like, I just, I just watched this thing about Issa Rae. And it's like, I, I'm noticing a common trend of the people that are successful, have a routine and they stick with it. It's like the consistency it's the perseverance it's the patience. That's what really makes you great. And that's what really like, makes you live on like beyond like all of these other people's the little pumps and like all of these people that come and go like it's that consistency and that dedication to that routine Issa Rae been having the same routine for the last four years Cole he been working on his same routine for the last three four years and at their age even though they're not old at all um they're they're it's they're still getting better. And I, I think that that's what I really want to get at. Cause we think of athletes, we think of entertainers, their primes are usually like their mid twenties, damn near like the age we're at now. Right. It's when they kicking the hottest stuff. And then about 30, they get a family and they get real comfortable. Um, they need start giving out of you an athlete, things like that. But it's like, you think of like LeBron, right? It's that routine. It's it. Yeah, bro. It, it, it inspired me. Cause it's like, I'm still that age, but if it's something I implement now, like sky's the limit. 
it's like these are things that some of them had to like kind of learn or at least Cole he had to learn like even though he still was in his prime he learned it in his prime so it extends his prime so yeah bro I want I want to have a legacy like Bron I want to have a legacy like Cole I want to have a legacy like Issa and what I've really learned from that is that routine is practicing your craft and continue continuing to refine that and get better at it bro and like sky's the limit what about you what you get from the documentary no, yeah, I mean, basically the same thing, you know, because I, I feel like for me, uh, it's it's academic peaks for me, right? So, like, I've I've been blessed enough to, like, attend these little fancy-ancy schools, whether it's uh, UCLA or Harvard or Duke. And, like, for me, sometimes I'm, like, I'm chilling in my – I'm chilling in my studio, and I'm just, like, yeah, I'm chilling. Like, I got, yeah. I got a good job. I, I can turn whenever I want. I got a very flexible schedule. Yeah, and, like, I, I get life. comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, and it's just, like, yeah, I don't really have to do nothing today. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, like – you know, you don't, but in terms of that greatness that you want, that you seek, that you desire, that you feel like you're worthy of, like, you know, what, what are you going to do to prove to yourself that like you, you are at the pinnacle of your potential? You know what I'm saying? And I think that Cole said, you know, like he, like you were saying, rappers get to a certain point and they, and they have a choice to make because mm-hmm. now they've, because now they put out their, you know, take care, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They put out good kid, mad, mad city. And it's like, I'm solidified. I, I don't have to do shit else. Yeah, you know I'm what I'm saying? I got my, yeah. I got my tens of millions. I got my hundreds of millions. Like I'm good, but it's just like, okay, yeah, you, you, you don't have to, but if you're really dedicated to greatness, then, then you'll push your, then you'll push yourself to, to dig even deeper because guess what? The, the scary thing about it, all of it T is that like, we're looking at all these people, like they're great, but there's something inside of them that's, that says, no, that's good for everybody else. But I know that you can dig deep. I know that there's way more mm-hmm. and the world doesn't know that, but you know that, and you're going to have to live with the guilt of that if you don't dig yourself deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that's, I think that's what, I learned because I think that in my own life, I'm like, people can look at me and be like, yo, Ashton, like, you're doing good. You've, you've done cool. You know, Scalopy, you, you've done your thing. And I'm like, you niggas ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Like, this is impressive to y'all. Like, I'm chilling. I am chilling. This isn't even like, my final form. Not at all. Like, I'm not even like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm basic, basic. I have, I ain't been super saiyan, super, super saiyan, gorilla form, whatever that is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, this is, this is nothing for me. What y'all impressed by is nothing to me. And like, I don't, I don't say that to be cocky or braggadocious. I say that, I say that because like, I know what the universe of God or whatever you believe in is put inside me. And I know what I can be. And so it's like, J. Cole is, is, it's a challenge. That documentary is like, maybe like, yeah, maybe you can chill for the rest of your life. And, and and maybe to everybody else, you know, you'll that's be cool. excellent, but to yeah. yourself, you'll be, you'll be mediocre. Exactly. And like, that's the danger. That's what he's trying to avoid. And that's what he's encouraging you to try to avoid. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. And that's what he, uh, he, that's exactly what he said, right? He said, yeah, like if, if I call it quits, will I be okay with knowing this is the best that I ever got? He said, nah, like I know I'm coded than that. Right. Right. It's like right. I have so many more heights to hit. And he's like, I will be like, I'll be satisfied. But like, I want to know that I gave it my all before I left the game. And I think that right. that's what like separated Kobe from everybody else, too. Right. It's like that was the Mamba mentality. So Mamba mentality, it it touches everybody and they just call it something different. But it's that dedication to greatness. And I just want to instill our listeners with that. Right. Like to know that sky is the limit as long as you commit to it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And and um you you mentioned Kobe first of all, rest in peace, Kobe, and congratulations to him, yeah. KG and Tim Duncan. Ben um, Wallace. All people, yeah, absolutely. Like just people who dedicated their lives to like giving their all to the game, like their intensity, like and and like you look at someone like a, a KG and a Tim Duncan, like both completely different personalities, but both gave it their all. So you know what I'm saying? Giving it your all looks different for different people, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to look like KG, doesn't have to look like Tim, it doesn't have to even look like Kobe, but like you got to figure out what that looks like for you, you know? Absolutely. So f- before we transition off this, I want y'all to think about what y'all offseason look like. We know that the offseason is the one as you're preparing for the game, right? Like you're preparing for for the big moment. But you have so many days and you can't be very comfortable, right? You can't be chilling. You could be at the club turned up because you off, right? But the offseason is also free time to work, to get better, to perfect yourself, to, to yeah, like there's just, there's so much time to really just, just get better, bro. So, yes, figure out what you want to do with your time and just choose wisely, y'all. Just choose wisely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and in terms of these, these other albums and projects, shout out to Nicki Minaj. I honestly, uh, I've been playing seeing green with her Drake and Lil Wayne, like since it came out Man. Friday, like I am obsessed with that song. Man. Like that, that is my go-to go-to. Bro, um, Nicki Wayne, said what? I said Nicki Wayne, they ain't been, they haven't been rapping like they did on that song in a minute. Damn. So it was just nice to see them back. And like, I heard that Drake sent, uh, Nikki, that verse with that that um, beat and that broke her writer's block. So hopefully she coming out of retirement because Nikki is, I, I I'm putting her in my top five of rappers all time. Honestly, yeah, top five, she, top ten. Like no one has the wordplay, especially when Nikki was hungry. Like I I really appreciated this this uh this mixtape when it first dropped and it coming back out because it's like. I now remember how cold Nikki was. Like, bro, this is when I first was really on my Young Money stuff. So I was on Nikki and Drake Tough and Wayne Tough. So to see them back rapping like this, bro, like I was like, is it 2009? Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was beautiful. It was, it was incredible. Um, I, I, I just, yeah, yeah. I mean, just shout out to them. Um, they, they did their thing. We, we love it when the family gets together, um, and does, and does their thing. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not even really going to say, say too much more, more about it. And then, you know, also city girls, the twerky later, it was like all these different types of music. So you got J the J Cole vibe going on. You got the mm-hmm. young, the young money, cash money vibe going, going on. You got city girls coming coming out so it's just like it was something for everybody and and i love it it's almost outside time y'all yeah. the gyms are the gyms are back open yeah. like it, it's 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 about to get it's about to get crazy and so prepare yourself prepare yourself <laughs> it's, it's 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 going it's going all the way down now with that being said with that being said i got you know you know it, it, people people be acting a little bit crazy when it gets warmer outside as you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> and you know sometimes you know that that crazy behavior can take uh multiple forms now crazy behavior um from from Portia from <laughs> real housewives of of atlanta had, was one of the things that that happened during during that week that, that, that we were off and uh 
I, I gotta ask you, I gotta ask you T how you feel about it. But before I before I get your opinion, I wanna let you you all know that um basically what happened was that Portia brought a friend for well technically it was a, a friend, allegedly it was a friend of hers to the show. That that woman had a husband, um, Simon, and basically um Portia is now coming back on the show with her and her and Simon engaged and everyone is saying, Portia, well, how could you do that to your friend? How could you, how could you do that to your friend? Now the T is that, you know, sometimes on these reality shows, every, every woman needs an end. Every cast member needs and every new cast member needs an end to get into the show, mm-hmm. a reason for us as the audience to care. And this woman was brought on as Portia's friend as her end. That was her thing. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's looking, looking at the situation like, Okay, well, Portia, if that was you had your hand on her leg in one picture, y'all hung out together when she was still married to Simon, and now you're engaged to Simon. And so, what type of scandalous shit is this? Um, and so, as as a society, what we what it made us ask ourselves is, okay, well, is this right? Mm-hmm. Was Portia wrong? And if this is right what else is then right? And if this is wrong, well then what other, what other types of dynamics are, are, are now wrong yeah, or, yeah. or now called into question. So T what was Portia, you know, right or wrong in this situation? Well, you know, personally, I think that this is a love and hip hop. No, not love and hip hop. I'm sorry. A real housewives stunt. Um, <laughs> So uh, Nene Leaks was on the show and she's the one that is often captioned like with the memes and the gifts. Woo, child, the ghetto. Um, That's all Nene Leaks. And I heard that ratings were significantly down this season since she's left the show. So I do have a conspiracy in my head, especially since we got played by uh, my man Usher. (laughs) I'm trying to make sure I'm not I'm not getting duped no more. So I, I do feel as if this might be a a um a ploy to get more ratings because i know people are definitely gonna tune in now but with the situation bro like it's hard because i don't really i I don't watch the show as much so i don't know their relationship but i do think it's funny because we're asking if portia is wrong but is the man not wrong too, bro? Because and that's and that's thing. the thing. That's the real conversation. Because like no one's no one's getting at at him. Like yes, this is your friend, but but Simon chose to mess with the coworker of his ex wife. Yes. Right? Like he made that yes. active decision. Now who owes you more, your friend or your ex spouse? Probably your ex ex spouse, but maybe your ex spouse is even more bitter, bitter, uh, uh, bitter, bitter about you than your than a friend, friend. or a former friend. Yeah. So that, but I love that point. I love that point. Yeah, but I think you do bring up a good question, or yeah, a good question because you're like, what what really counts as a friend, right? Like, are they really friends? You just called them coworkers, right? Like, you you talked about how she kind of needed an end. So were they really close, or was it like again, just like an end? So I think it for us, like bringing it to a people's level, it's like, when is things fair game? So I have been in a situation personally, like one of my exes was an ex of, I would call him a friend. Um, So we were friends in like high school. And this is probably about three years removed. I wouldn't say we were friends at that point. We were cool. But like, I, I didn't talk to the nigga like for a cool minute right like it was like a what's up thing like yeah we might hoop 
every once in a while, but like it definitely wasn't like anything really close, right? They had broken up maybe, um, let's say like in January, and then I ran into her. We kind of talked a little bit and we started texting and stuff, and we ended up like dating around like October, September, October. So it, it had been about more than six months, but less than a year. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, it didn't really end up working out. Um, and I don't think anyone ever questioned it. And we actually talked about it later. He was like, bro, you know, like, I don't really care. And I was like, cool. Like, I appreciate that. I didn't really consider if he cared. And I think that that, yeah, that, that, but it was cool too. Cause we was just like hanging out and stuff. And like, um, it, it was cool. Like it, that it wasn't awkward. So I like, I appreciate him. Cause I think a lot of people would have, it would have been awkward for a lot of people. Um, but I know that there's a code and I, I like, I could have potentially broke the code. Some people might be listening to it right now and be like, dang, bro, you dirty. You dirty, but also I've been in a situation where I've dated somebody and I like now as an ex and like there was someone around that whole time that wanted to date them. And the minute we broke up, like they got together. So I think that like there is a difference because it's like also they were trying to be buddy buddy with me. So I, I think that like that's what makes it weird. It's like if you were trying to be my friend, but then you also want to date this person, then I think you're a weirdo. So that Portia might be wrong in that sense. Cause it's like, at least just be genuine. Like don't fuck with me. If you don't fuck with me and just fuck with her, you feel me? So, but I mean with her, like she might've just been getting, trying to get into the show. So I, I, I think it's hard. It's hard. But what do you think? Well, well, you know, I, I, I like the, I like the story, the story time stuff. Cause you know what? It, I think it all depends on like what you care about. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if someone asks me, like if, if me and you not, cause I, I've been, I've been everything. I've been everything. So like, I remember in high school, there was a girl that I really liked, but there was a guy that like, I was, I wasn't friends with now looking back on it. Like we just said, Hey, Hey, and bye. Like we never had conversations about yeah, anything. Yeah. I definitely should have dated her. I definitely should have talked to her. And I lost that on, I lost out on that opportunity. And I think she liked me. And like, I let, I let my casual relationship with him, like super casual ruin what could have been a real relationship with her. So like, I, I, I think it depends on what the level is. Now there are some now, and I've also been the guy who has been around. Um, I've also been the guy who's, um, been a friend to a guy, but the guy didn't like how close me and the girl he was talking to was, and that pissed me off. So when I had a, so, so, <laughs> so, so, and that, and that, and that didn't, you know, that didn't, that didn't bode out well, well for him in the long, long run because, because I got, I got disrespectful, but I, I think that if it's a good friend, you know, some people really don't care. Like now mm-hmm. for me, I don't even bring a woman I'm talking to around my boys because I don't want, I don't even want there to be cross contamination, cross pollination. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> no, nothing cross, no fucking tic-tac-toes, no, nothing. Absolutely. So I'm, I, I'm chilling on that. Plus if a woman is taught to any of my homies, like my really good friends, I can't do it because I can't, I can't get that image mm-hmm. image of her out of my mind, but that's me. And part of that, I'm a little toxic, you know, and I, yeah. and I stand in it. I, I, you know, it is what it is. Cause like, if I'm with you, I don't want to, I want to have to feel like, oh, my man's was with you. Da, 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 da. Like, and I've, I've, I've dated women who have had like, like really, really like good relationships with, with their exes and, and had done stuff with their ex's friends and their ex didn't care. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. good. there'll be a cold day in hell before <laughs> you, you, you were one of my boys. Like, see, we had this conversation 
um, you know, it was, it was a little while ago. It was a little while ago um, during, during our, during um, somewhat, maybe, you know, maybe four or five, six months into the beginning of our podcast. And I asked you a question. I said, Hey, look, man. And this is when you were with your, with your last, with your uh, last ex. I said, look, if you and that person broke up and I started dating them, like, like, could we be cool? And you like, you looked at me, you like, yeah, I think so. And I, and now, and now I want to ask you the same thing with everything that has transpired in your life with with, with you and your new, your your new bae. Mm -hmm. How would you feel? It, it, you know, me, me, you talk, we, we cool, we close. I got your back. You got mine. Mm -hmm. How would you, how would you feel about that? Because some folks feel like, Hey man, if I don't like her no more, I, I want her to be happy, vice versa. But I think that it can also, and I don't care how close me, me and me and the, me and the friend are like, it's just about happiness. But some people are like, if it's casual, it's cool. But like, if you close, you breaking the code. Yeah. So like, I wanted to ask you that question months and months and months later, now with you and a new partner, how would you feel about that? Has your opinion on that changed? It might be wild, bro, but I don't think it has. Cause oh I, my god! And the thing is, bro, like, you wild, <laughs> you wild. No, no, no. And this is how I look at it. This is how I look at it. Because if it's like if things didn't work out with me and this person, things didn't work out with me and this person for a reason. Now, if you were the reason the shit didn't work out, oh, or, yeah, or you yeah. were a factor in it, then that's different, right? Like, I think that that's my thing. It's like, if you're trying to creep in before stuff is over, then you're a weirdo. But right. at that point, it's like, I, I think that, I think that there, there should be, and again, this is all arbitrary. This is really just in my head, and this is based on my experience, right? So, like, I think that it it would be weird if it was, like, within the first, like, few months. Because it's like, damn, nigga, was you waiting? Why? Like, right. After, like, honestly, really, I'm a real out of sight, out of mind type person. And, like, if I've broken up with somebody, I am really over it. Like, I like I don't know if people know this, but, like, I'd be really over it. I could really care less, like... I don't even know what my last ex like. I don't. I, I, I never forgot what she looked like. At this point, that's how I feel. Like I don't. I don't. I, you blocked. I don't talk to you. Like you don't exist in my world. So if you with somebody else, it's like I hope you really truly happy because I could care less because I sure am. So I yeah. I, I I think I would have to say I know it sounds wild to a lot of people, but I it doesn't really bother me. But I guess again, that's kind of how I've moved. So I can understand why it would be like odd to other people. But like, and let me also just add a little bit more information. When I dated my ex, that was like a friend's ex as well. It was also like we were in a friend group. So it wasn't like, like me and him would hang out. Like, you know how friend groups kind of be like, it say it's six of y'all. There's like maybe two or three that you might be really close with, one that you really, right. really close with. And the others are like people in the group that you all hang out with as a group. But like, you don't really cross the group, right? It's like not just y'all two. So it was kind of one of those things. So I think proximity to a person. So like if you did it, it would be a little weird, but like it would be weirder than I would usually feel, but I still wouldn't feel too much of a way. Well, and, and you know what, T, that, that's, that's good. Look, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, T is definitely the one who's less toxic than me. Cause I, <laughs> and, and I think he's more mature. I, I, think, I do, I do. Cause I can, I, man, my nigga, please do. <laughs> I, I'm like, bro, first of all, first of all, just, just for clarity. I would, I would never do such a thing. We'd never have a desire to do such a thing. And that's not only, first of all, it's because I love you too much. But secondly, but secondly, 
I, I, that would be so weird for me, like yeah, walking yeah. in. Like, imagine me dating someone that my boy had been with, and I'm seeing my boy all the time. And like, I gotta think about like, and well, this is, you don't have to think about it, but for me, I'm just like, <laughs> dang, like they were. I wouldn't, I, but I, I wouldn't even be like, oh, was was my was my friend like like doing doing my girl better than me? I, I, it would just be the principle, like, dang, they've had sex. He knows what she looks like naked. He, he, he's had <laughs> the intimacies with her. Like, I I can't do that. That's yeah. that's what I'm. That's not what I'm built for at this particular moment in my life um but let me just also say this because and, and i want to i want to be clear right like t is t is not not t is not doing this but like you know if i was ever dating someone and i break up t please don't i'm asking you as a friend i wouldn't, like, I wouldn't bro I, that i like that that's just because i would look at you crazy i'd be like yo t like what huh like what so but let me ask you this let me ask you this would you does this change now because it's about happiness. So like to to my to my knowledge, unless I miss something, you don't you don't have a brother. You don't have a brother. No, I don't. Right? So let's say you had a brother, mm-hmm. right? And you broke up with someone, you broke up with you, with someone, and then your brother started dating them. Does it change? Because if it's all about happiness, then like Honestly, bro. What is the line stop? You know how I feel said, about that? This is how I how feel would you about feel that. about it? Mm. Double homicide. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, yeah, bro. At that point, because it's like, come on, my nigga. You like literally like Dang. you were part of me. So like we're the same motherfucker. Yeah. Like there's yeah. I guess there has to be I have to draw boundaries at some point. And that's yeah, that's definitely where I'm drawing. Yeah. Where's the line? It's all about happiness, goddamn. Where's the line? <laughs> I'm just trying to find a line. So if he's your biological brother, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what if y'all grew up together? What if what if he was your stepbrother, but he's yeah. not part of you? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where does the line stop? You know what I'm saying? That's that's all I'm saying, y'all. I, I, I want y'all to consider that just collectively. Like, where does the line stop? And then I'm also looking at the person I used to date, like, oh, you just trying to be petty now. Like yeah. you're really trying to hurt me. Yeah. Like you really, do you, you want to be around me that bad? Yeah, because that's bro, like, and that's really what it is, is that awkward. Like I I could never be with someone that was married to a friend or even like a a a like a acquaintance, right? Like cause marriage is a different thing. Like kids is a different thing. So like like youth stuff is is different, but like actually now at my big age, I would be, be very wary because it's like it's it, it gets really much more weird as you get older. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Like, could you like even think about dating uh, a friend's ex and they have kids together? They had kids together, some shit like that. Like, like Bruh. it's just why would you want to put yourself in that type of position, especially if you plan on like fucking with the friend heavy still after that? Mm-hmm. Like, like you you want to put your partner in a in a situation space where she always always around her ex oh yeah bro i actually i actually got a story too real quick real quick yeah Uh, on that point so there was somebody that i like was like real cool with in high school we had a little thing we did a little thing you know how that go so i hadn't seen her again for another about two years i i went to a school and then i came to i transferred and then she was also at that school but at that point, we was just cool. Like, I ain't really had, like, there was nothing there. It was just, like, I know you from the past, so, like, I'll support you. You can support me. It was a guy I was real close with. We used to hang out pretty often. We used to go to parties together. We used to play 2K, FIFA, smoke. Just really chill together. And he really started liking her. 
And I had a friend like, hey, she's a girl. She's like, hey, you really got to tell him that like y'all had a thing back in the day. And I was like, the thing is, if I tell him, he's going to stop messing with her. And he, she was like. I get that, but that's not your choice to decide. And I, I, to this day, I always think about if I should have told him or not, but I just decided not to be his friend no more. Cause that was, that. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Cause damn. bro, this is, and that's how I felt about it. Cause I was just like, the thing is they truly were happy together. And it's like, who am I to ruin that? Cause I would, if I told like knowing him, if I told him he would have stopped messing with her, but they were, they were getting along so well together. Now, at the end of the day, they didn't end up together together. But it's like, I just saw how happy they were. And it was just like, well, if it's me or her, like, you you deserve her. Because, like, there was already things I didn't really agree with with him. And it's like, I see you when I see you. We can be cool. But, like, at the end of the day, like, so <laughs> that's how I feel. Because he was like, if you intend to still be friends with this person. Because I couldn't, in good faith, be friends with him. Because it's like, if she... Also, like, I'm not going to blow up your little relationship thing, too. Because, it's like, if it's that serious, I feel like she should tell you. But, like, I'm not going to do it. So, I'm going to just catch you when I catch you. <laughs> you you so wild for that. I, you so wild for that. T, don't ever. T, look. If if I am ever. If, I, if I'm ever with a woman, you, you fucking kiss. Like, let me know so I can end it. I don't care how happy I am. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you. There's so Bro, what if you really like her, though? What if you really, really like her and y'all really... What if y'all are way better together than I was ever with her? And it was... That's the other thing. It was high school, bro. So it's like, imagine being 16 and then imagine being like 20 or 21. I, I, well, because this is what I believe. I believe that... When I love and care someone, care for someone, I want to love them and care for them in, the, in their truth. Mm-hmm. I want to love them and care for them in their truth. So for me, it's like, that's like, for me, it's like, it's sort of like, uh, oh, I cheated on you once. I'm never going to cheat on you again. <laughs> like, you don't have to know. You don't have to know. But then it's like, all that shit, all that shit is fake. Like, I, if I'm yeah. loving somebody, I want to know, I want to know that I'm loving them for who they are, despite what their past is, despite, that, despite the, the trials and tribulations that they've, that they've been through, despite the people that, that, that they have a history with. So it feels like the love is hiding something that is not complete. And mm. like, especially if I'm in someone's face, like I remember I was at a party um, and I was talking to this, to this woman and I, I came to the party with my brother and his friends. Um, because one of their friends was having a graduation celebration. And um, like, I remember I was talking to the girl, my brother was like trying to come to me. He was trying to like, Hey bro, like, let's, Hey, don't do that. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't even pay, pay him no mind. And then I find out later that like the, his friends that I had came with, it was one of their exes. I was hot. I was hot. Cause like, I don't like being embarrassed. And I don't like not knowing what's going on. And I hate to be in a situation where everyone in the room knows that people have a history together, except me like that. I was hot. I was hot for like uh, an hour. Okay. I was pissed. Like, okay. So, for, so it's just like you, for me, I have to know your truth. I have to, and, and, and it can't just be the convenient truth. It has to be the truth that make me uncomfortable because if I choose you, I want you to know that I chose you because of your truth. I, mm. I always tell women, look, if a woman ever cheats on me and she doesn't tell me, no matter what I say, I don't care if we have kids, we're together for 40 years, 
I said, I love you on my deathbed. I didn't really love you like that because I didn't know the truth. I don't <laughs> give a damn. Screaming. I don't give a damn. Yeah, if I if you didn't tell me you cheated, cheated, and you it's fake love. Everything I'm doing, I don't care. I could buy you three houses. You could buy me three houses. I I give you a kidney, give you my fucking <laughs> leg, bro. I I no. It could be seven pounds. I could die and give all my body parts to you. I don't lo- <laughs> I don't love you. It's all fake. Don't because I didn't. It wasn't true. It wasn't love and, and it's true. So. That's just that's just that's just how I be feeling about it. Um, but okay, okay, that's what's up though. I hope they were happy. They obviously didn't end up together. So see, you could have really told them because they weren't going to end up together anyway. Bro, they was but, together for a cool two or three years though. So it was like, what if that was him wasting his time? T, what if what if he was supposed to meet the love of his life a little bit sooner? And because you didn't let him know what was going <laughs> on, you know what I'm saying? What if he? What if he, what if she traumatized him or vice versa? You, you, <laughs> You you a whole menace to society, T. I'm not gonna lie yeah, to you, man. Look, I'm not gonna lie to you in front of the people. You a menace, bro. The thing is, I bro, <laughs> I've thought about it. I've talked to multiple people about it. And the thing is, no one else really knew, especially in that area, but me and her. And it's like we didn't even talk about it. Like we didn't you know, really double agents, man. No, you know, look, it was agents. just like when he told me he liked her, I probably should have said something then. And that's what uh <laughs> Shout out to D because she told me I should have, but I didn't. I didn't say nothing because I was like, you know, it's none of my business. It's none of my business. And Bro. then it got real serious when I stopped looking, and then when I looked back, it was like, well, she has a point, so I have a decision to make. So, I, I well, made- well, let me ask you this, and then and then we'll transition. I promise. And and, and y'all, this is this is not real life. Dude, we're, we're we're I'm gonna give T a hypothetical partner right now. He has a real real partner. I'm gonna give him a hypothetical one. Uh-huh. So you're telling me, T T Shaw, on on fucking air, on our fucking podcast, that you that if if I had if I had slept slept with with your hypothetical girlfriend, and and I was looking you in the face, potted every week, come to y'all's <laughs> house. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, and then one day I just dissing myself from you because I'm like, I, I, I probably just shouldn't fuck with you. That, that's better. See what the see, man. If you don't, no, if no, you don't, it was come it on, was man. honestly it wasn't my best moment. Honestly, like on, it's they talk about Aquarians <laughs> and ghosting, and I think that that is built like it was really built into me. I used to ghost women and men, but we've talked about being ghostbusters, right? So like I have graduated past that. If y'all were at my like um my Zoom like birthday thing, yeah, <laughs> my Ar- my friend Arlander said like y'all talking so highly about this man, but y'all must have not known him before he turned twenty. And yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that that I was the one that of my- I was like, well, damn, bro, you out, out of the man at the party. <laughs> <laughs> but he know, and I I appreciate him because he holds me accountable with that because it's like I I can never forget that I was I wasn't always a saint. So y'all just know that. Anybody can grow. Anybody can be reformed. Anybody can change. Um, but yeah, it's not my proudest moment. It's definitely not my proudest moment. But um, so with that in mind, yes, I think that that would be dirty. Absolutely. Um, but the thing is, I would hope that I have created a space and someone would know me enough to be able to tell me and know that that wouldn't really change my mind. And I think that that's really what I was worried about is that like, Cause I, I think if you did tell me that, it's like, yeah, I, with this hypothetical ex, I knew her four years ago and we had a little thing, but it didn't go nowhere. Like we don't talk to each other is we might always say what's up, but it's really like nothing at all. I would really believe you. Cause it's like, we are really cool and I really trust you and I trust her. So like, yeah. So 
Yeah, in that sense, I would I would hope that it, the situation would be a little different. But yes, under the certain circumstances, I made a decision that probably I shouldn't have made. <laughs> yeah, look, well, look, man, I I would and I would wish y'all in this hypothetical situation, I would wish y'all nothing but but love and happiness. Unless I really, really, really cared about her, and I would still wish y'all love and happiness. I would. I, it would just. It would. It would just be awkward, but. But I care about you enough to be like, if that if this makes my nigga happy, then like, if she's happy, like, I'll deal with it. I'll figure it. I'll figure it out. I would figure that shit out for you. I wouldn't try to figure that shit out for a lot of other people. So <laughs> I uh, appreciate that. I, I'm gonna tell you, man. You are saint today, man. Because because you you built different, brother. I commend you. <laughs> I commend you. I have no goals or intentions to be that mature. I really don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be honest with the people. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm immature. They, um, yeah, and shit. You you see me? You see Marquise Houston? Nigga. I'm immature. I'm literally the whole fucking group. Um, <laughs> so anywho. <laughs> Uh, we want you all to think about that. Ponder on that. Is it okay? And what is the line? You you know our lines. You know our lines now. You know our boundaries. <laughs> um, but with that with that being said, um, no no no. You know, I, I was talking about being immature, but you know, there are some people who are younger than me who are being being mature. One is one is T Shaw, but another <laughs> is, is Jaden Smith. He's grown. He is growing up, and he yes. is changing the world. And and because of that, he has earned what we like to call our spotlight, um, where we have to shine a light on someone who's doing uh, someone or something that is doing uh, something great in the community. Um, we start the show off by giving that criticism, but we got to end it on a positive note. Mm-hmm. So, T, will you talk talk to the people about what's going on with Jaden Smith and why we're giving this brother the spotlight? Yeah, bro. Shout out to Jaden Smith. Shout out to Will and um, Jada Pinkett Smith, right? Like, for being able to raise just these beautiful children that just bring love to the world. Like, they show me what parenting really should be. Just allowing their, like, child to grow and flourish and develop how they want without trying to like trim their leaves and make them what they want them to be. So Jaden Smith um, is actually opening his first restaurant that's providing free vegan meals to homeless people in LA. So a few years back, he started a food truck called I love you. And it was a, it was an initiative that um, brought vegan food to homeless people in LA um, specifically skid row. Now, if you don't know anything about Skid Row, Skid Row is in um, Los Angeles. It's downtown L.A. It is a 54-block area in Los Angeles that that has really become uh, synonymous with homelessness and poverty. Like, when you go down there, like, I, I hate to use the, the phrase third world, but, like, that is the conditions. It is the conditions of a developing world. You would not expect to be in the United States when you see the conditions down there. Like, it, it has been so bad that, like, there's been diseases that, like, we've eradicated since, like, the night or, like, 1700s, right? Like, it's, I, I think it was called typhus, um, and that, that comes when there's not enough, like, uh, hygiene, and there's, there's rats and different things going on down there. Um, so these people don't have enough support. Uh, there's about 11,000 people living on Skid Row. Um, at any given time, black people only make up about 8% of Los Angeles, but they make up 34% of the homelessness. So there's a disproportionate amount of black people and black men at that. Um, so shout out to Jane Smith because he is bringing these free meals to uh, these people on Skid Row. And it, it just like you said, bro, like he's 22 and he's I love you food trucks. Um, 
And no, actually, let me take a step back because he, outside of like the I Love You food trucks that he started in 2019, he also uh, owns a just water company that um, was bringing clean drinking water uh, to a bunch of different people, specifically uh, in Flint, Michigan. Uh, he, I think he started that about two years ago. Um, and then he's leading another uh, project that um, is bringing water to other communities. So I, I, I think it's just amazing. And then just one more thing about the I Love You uh, restaurant. Um, so it is for homeless people to get free meals, but if it's open to anybody, but if you want to get a meal from there, then you have to be able to pay it forward. So not only are you buying your meal, but you're buying a meal for someone else. Um, so I, I just think that it's amazing. I've, I've seen even some critiques of it, but I feel like in that people are just kind of being haters. Um, no one can really hate on Jaden Smith, bro. Just keep doing your thing. Keep shining. Like you really are changing the world and you're showing like how wonderful people can be. And I, I just, I'm, I'm just happy to be able to see that and just know that somebody's doing that work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to, to Jaden Smith. I, I think that Jaden has always moved to the beat of his own drum and, um, you know, he, I think that, you know, he, he's, he's sort of, uh, he has this mystique stick around him and, and he's, he also has this, uh, Levy, Levy's gene, gene commercial. And it, and it seems like they're doing a more, um, you know, actually making clothes for less and, and not, and not using as much material and mm-hmm. basically making clothes, clothes in a way that's um, less harmful to the environment. So just, yeah, just a big shout out to, to Jaden Smith. Um, and like you said, that's, that's just great, great parenting, allowing uh, someone to embrace their, their, uh, true and full self, um, in a way that, that, um, impacts the world in a positive way. So big shout out to Jaden Smith, um, much love to, to Will and Jada Pinkett Smith and, and Will and the whole, and the whole Smith family. Um, and, and, you know, we, we look forward to seeing what else, you know, they, they, they come up with and, and what Jaden comes up with. Cause we know when he's not, he's nowhere near done. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, with that said, T, this was a good show, man. This was phenomenal. good. It was phenomenal. I feel like we really got into it. I feel like the audience is really going to love it. Um, I hope so. We was vulnerable. We shared our our, our stories, our passion. Um, but we also got into some real, like, topics, right? Like, it's like I, I really love our podcast because we take these current events um, but we bring them down to a people's level. It's not just about celebrities, right? It's like, how do these conversations impact us? And I feel like we really got into it, that nitty and gritty, bro. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And that's and that's what we do. We we gotta we gotta be able to be serious, but we also have to, you know, get get our laughs in, get our stories in, get vulnerable with the people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and that and that's what we embrace. And so, you know, we we thank you for, you know, rocking with us. Um, and you know, like we always say, we, we have more stuff, uh, coming, coming for y'all. And that's not just lip service. Um, I, and we're excited to see, see what, to see for y'all to see and for us to show you all what else we, we got coming and what else we, we can bring. Um, you know, we, we're not done. Um, and we, and we want to dig deep like J. Cole was talking about, you know absolutely, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just know Bruin Black is treating us like the off season. We are always working and we're trying to get that contract. So we're going to keep that foot on the pedal. We're going to stay in the gym. Um, so if you wasn't with us shooting in the gym, <laughs> we want you at least buying tickets to the show afterwards. 
Um, Ooh, so, <laughs> no, I got I got a lead heat. You feel me? <laughs> but um, next episode, we're hoping to bring. So I just want to sh- give some acknowledgments um, today in uh, Palestine with the conflict with Israel. Um, I-, I saw that they gave a um, a ceasefire. But next episode, um, we really want to bring on some people to kind of talk about what's been going on in Palestine and Israel and what the conflict is and what has really been happening. Um, We talked about Black Lives Matter a lot. We talked about what was going on in Nigeria with the NSARS movement. So we like to have like experts, of course, but we love to talk about like social justice around the world and it is important for us to know what is going on because it really affects and impacts us um, here in the United States. So we're hoping to get some experts on next episode. So stay with us and we will definitely bring y'all a great conversation again. Absolutely. Absolutely. T take us out, brother. All right. Like I like to say, keep the coffee black. (laughs) And we like our podcast. Like we like our women. <laughs> it was a phenomenal show y'all thank you for rocking with us and we will see y'all next week all right peace